0: This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church podcast. I hope that everything is going well for you. Again, I I know that we find ourselves in one of those times where it's really trying but, you know, one of the things I've also seen is just, just the response of people. And I've just been so encouraged by just the way others have responded, just looking for ways to bring joy, looking for ways to bring comfort, looking for ways to do this together, whether it be through Zoom and, you know, just its escalation and usage of just being able to connect and spend time with family or whatever. App or hardware or software you utilize utilizing to be able to connect with your family, FaceTime, Google Duo, uh, no matter what it might be, thank God for those. I mean, we, we live in an age right now where although we are in this process of quote-unquote social distancing, that we have this opportunity to be able to connect in ways that we never had before thanks to technology. And so for those of you who are the inventors of this type of technology? To you, I also say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity of being able to see our family members and friends and co-workers. And, you know, we can go through the list. Also, just thank you to DoorDash and Postmates and Grubhub, you know, for allowing us the opportunity to be able to order food and have it delivered to our homes. And and with that in mind, just want to encourage you make sure that you're supporting your local restaurants and local diners and dives and wherever it might be. Uh, Those little family-owned places, those hole-in-the-walls that are right around us that we tend to take for granted, right now this is a tough time for them. And so as a community, let's rally around them and support them and give them the help that they need to be able to persevere through this time Because it is a challenge uh, for them, too. And uh, so let's make a commitment. Let's do that. My my family, we actually ordered uh, something from a a place called Nino's that's right around the corner from us. And, of course, this is not an endorsement for them, but I will say that the food was pretty spectacular. (laughs) But what are some other places that you can think of? Matter of fact, do that. Do me a favor. In the comments section below... Um, wherever it might be that you're watching this, if you were someone who saw a post on Facebook or on Instagram that reminded you about this podcast and you're here and you're listening now, can you do me a favor? Can you go over to that post and just write, what are some restaurants around you that you would love to support and and would love to encourage everyone else? Hey, this place is great food order from there so again that we can support them and hopefully again as I've seen so many times stated, together we can make it through this. Together we can make it through this. So let's find a a way to be able to support those companies, those organizations that, that that are trying, that are really trying right now to support again those local family businesses Again, I hope that you're being safe. You know, my family, we've been looking at masks and how can we make masks. My mother-in-law has made masks. You know, we've we've done the whole make masks with bandana thing, with hair ties around our ears. If you haven't seen that brilliant idea, go ahead and take a look at that. But again, what are you doing to to stay safe as well as to be able to keep others safe? My wife and I were in a Facebook debate (laughs) yesterday. And let's just say people are interesting. I mean, there's some other words that I could use, but I I will just utilize the word interesting. Because we were looking through Facebook and we saw a post that said, Hey, I, I get a little bit irritated when I step within six feet of someone and I'm not wearing a face mask. And <laughs> We were like, uh, hello, uh, hello? <laughs> Shouldn't that kind of be an automatic where you just know to do that? And so we just encouraged this person like, hey, just be aware of just having respect for others and, and just you know watch your distancing just to protect others. And all of a sudden, we got this response back like, I am a vegan, I am a child of God, I'm and connecting those two together. And because of how I eat, I am more protected from the coronavirus and that kind of thing, and I'm not worried about getting sick. And our response was, well, maybe you're not worried about getting sick, but everyone else is. So how about you just show respect for them? Now, I've been amazed. It has been great to see how everyone has been responding. You know, for the most part, I have seen it where people have been respecting the social distancing thing and maybe even be a little bit more careful now because we're starting to hit that point where they're saying the peak is gonna happen soon. So maybe be a little bit more uh, resilient. Maybe not the word is, I'll, I'll just say careful. Just being be a little bit more wise. Uh, maybe have your groceries delivered as opposed to going to the grocery store. Just, just be careful about just how you're exposing yourself out there. Make sure that you're protecting your family members, protecting your friends, and doing all that you can to help. And then for that delivery driver, I also want to say this. Tip them a little bit extra just to say thanks To them and for what they're doing as well. I mean, they're still putting themselves on the front line too. So maybe throw a little, some little bit of something, something, you know, (laughs) their way just again to be able to say, you know what? Thank you so much for what it is that you're doing. And while I'm saying that, if you have someone and and I've, you know, we've talked about this in our Sunday morning services during our live stream, but I also want to say this during this podcast too. If you have someone that is in your home, that is in the medical profession or, you know, on the in the grocery stores, on the front lines. I, I can't say thank you enough. If you're someone who's listening to this and that describes you, thank you so much for what it is that you do. America has a comprehensive thank you that we just need to give you. If we could just stand up and cheer, if we could put all of you in the middle of a stadium, of course, after COVID-19, and cheer you on, you you absolutely deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. And speaking of people who deserve it, how do you feel, for those of you that are doing some homeschooling right now, (laughs) how do you feel about teachers? How do you feel about them and people in in the academic profession who are helping to educate your children. How are you feeling about them right now? Many of us are so grateful for our teachers and maybe what this COVID-19 thing has done is challenged us to have a little bit more appreciation for teachers. And, And with that in mind, government, I hope that you are recognizing this, that maybe what we need to do is reallocate our funds so that we can make sure that teachers are taken care of. Teachers should never have to worry about walking into their classroom and do I have enough books? Do I have enough paper? Do I have enough supplies that I need in order to make a great experience for my class? Teachers should just walk in and be able to be free. Teachers should just walk in and be able to know that, hey, all my needs financially are taken care of so that I am free to just invest in these kids that I have been given by God in order to be able to educate and take care of and be a part of their lives, at least for this academic school year, while I have them. Let's make it a point to also appreciate them. You know, maybe when the school year starts back, maybe take a little extra gift or something like that to the teacher for your kids. Just let them know that, hey, you know, I appreciate you and all the investment that you're making. Thank you so very, very, very much. But again, as as I talk about all of that, how are we doing with navigating this time as we talk about just being able to know that, that, like I said, we're we're going to come out on the other side of this, that we can make it through this, and again, that we can make it through this together. Well, you know, at Encounter, we've been doing a series on hope, and we've been talking about the value of hope and how significant hope is in our being able to make it through COVID-19. We have to hold on to this belief that no matter what it is that happens, no matter how how weighty it gets, no matter how difficult it gets. We have to hold on to the belief that we can make it through this. Hope really is. It is a powerful tool that we can have in our tool belt for being able to navigate through this journey of life. And so last week, we introduced the necessity of hope. And so if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, go back and listen to it. I think that you're going to walk away encouraged from that. But also what I wanted to do today is now that we have our hope, how do we keep our hope going? Again, it's very it's very easy for us to begin to lose our hope if, boom, you're hit by COVID-19, and then you're worried about that, and then, boom, you know, you get to your job, and they let you know that, unfortunately, we're going to have to close down until COVID-19 is done. And yes, you hear about the stimulus tech check, what you're excited about, but but boom, then you hear about how long it's going to take for you to be able to receive that. And then, boom, you look at your pantry and you wonder, like, man, I, am I going to be able to have enough food to be able to get through this? How am I going to buy food if I have no income that's coming in? And so it seems like we're hit, we're hit, we're hit, we're hit, we're hit. And with, after all those hits, how, how do you keep your hope going? How do you keep your hope alive? How How do you keep it living and, and breathing and 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 I get it I I get how we would struggle with holding on to our hope in a time like this with everything that we're facing and so with this in mind I I just wanted to give us some quick thoughts on some things that we could do to hold on to our hope if you haven't had a chance to what you could do is you can go to our you can go to our YouTube channel. And you can click and you can watch the live stream from from last Sunday and just hear a message on keeping our hope. And I'm just going to hit some of the things I talked about there, but also look at some different perspectives, you know, on it as well. But with that, one of the things that we like to do is look at our Sunday message and how do we take it and how do we, again, make it really, really practical for us. Again, how do we keep our hope alive? Well, one of the things that I encourage everyone to do on Sunday is read powerful stories. People who have made it through some challenges. Again, if you go on YouTube, you can type in stories of hope and video after video after video will pop up. If you hit a, a Google search, if you just put stories of hope in a Google search, then again, stories will pop up and pop up and pop up. And when you see some of the things that people go through, and how they were able to persevere through it, how they were able to overcome, how they were able to make sure that the process of their challenge did not overwhel- overwhelm them so much that they gave up to have these stories of hope is, is, is huge. But one of the stories that I read was of a girl named Stephanie. And unfortunately, Stephanie was caught up in, uh, in sex trafficking. And so basically what happened is she met this guy. She was Slept off of her feed, and this guy basically manipulated her until the eventual point where he got her away from her family. She was listed as a child that was missing. He got her away from her family, and then he put her into the sex industry. And the threat that he held over her head is if you don't satisfy your customers and bring me money, then I will go get your 10 year old sister. And so she carried the weight of that. And then he also told her, your name is no longer Stephanie. He gave her a new name. He said, Stephanie is associated with your old family. You now have a new family. This is your family. No matter how brutal and abusive it is, this is your family. And he gave her a new name. Well, then there's this organization called Shared Hope, which actually helps victims of sex trafficking and rescues them from that. Somehow she was able to get connected to it. And what happened through this is when they got her away from the situation, they said, hey, for your safety, we need to give you a different name. So they gave her a different name as, so this, so that way she would be safe and so this guy would not be able to find her. Well, now let's fast forward to she's at a situation, she's at this event where she's able to just share her story because what she wants to do now is she wants to help other families and with daughters learn and and be educated on what they can do to be able to protect their children, and also for girls to learn what they can do to be able to protect themselves. And she said that before this event started, she got really, really nervous about what it was she was going to say, and and some, some of the feelings came flooding back from when she was in a situation where she was being trafficked. And then she said she stood up in front of the audience and she saw the loving and accepting faces. And she said, hello, my name is Stephanie and I am taking back my name. I, 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 just, I just love that. I, I just love what Hope was able to do for her and how she was able to pull herself out of it and began to rediscover and find her hope once again. And just how beautiful of a story is that? So there's something about when you're losing your hope to read stories of others who have found their hope, who who used hope to, to get to navigate through some difficult circumstances of life. And then what happens is you see their stories and you realize I can make it through this too and some of the stories you read you look at man what what they have been through is far worse than what it is that I'm going through so if they can make it through that I can make it through this so so reads powerful stories of hope because they really do make all of the difference in the world so we, we, we talked about that on Sunday and then the other thing that we talked about is perspective it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know they help us to develop endurance. And that word rejoice, again, I love this. The Greek word literally means properly living with head up high, i.e. boasting from a particular vantage point being by having the right base of operation to deal successfully with the matter. Simply put, I see this from its proper vantage point, from its proper vantage point. I see it from its perspective. I'm 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 above this. I I can see it from from the high point. You know, the example that I gave on Sunday is when you're in the middle of it, it's it's hard to see. So you have to get above it. You have to get above it. Here's what happens with the challenges that we face in life, is sometimes the challenges that we face in life, that they get our eye off the prize. They get our eye off of what it is that really matters. What's what's really significant. I was watching David Blaine. If you've never seen David Blaine before, he is a magician, and sometimes some of the things he pulls off, it's just otherworldly. I mean, it's it's, it's just otherworldly. <laughs> I, I can't think of a better way to describe it. He he's just this phenomenal and incredible musician who's done some pretty phenomenal and crazy things as well some some cr- pretty incredible antics but his magic is off the charts and, and we know that one of the elements of magic is is sleight of hand right if, if i can get you to focus over here then you miss the trick that i'm doing over there so that way when you look back to where i want you to look then what happens is the magic is revealed but it's all about sleight of hand. I, I distract you over here so that I can do the magic over there. And then I draw your attention back to over there. And all of a sudden, it is gasps and, and just, you know, you, you're just blown away. Like, how did you do that? It's just incredible. So with that, I, I think that that's exactly what life does. Is life kind of gives us a sleight of hand. Except what it does is it distracts us. From what really matters. It distracts us from what really matters. It distracts us from what's really is significant. It distracts us from what we value, from what we love. It distracts us from our dreams. And I really want to encourage you when it comes to COVID-19 is, is to make sure you don't lose sight of your perspective. So one of the things I would encourage you to do, actually there's, there's two things I would encourage you to do. Here's one. Or right, here's the first. is Just make a list. Each day, just start a master list. And just write down one thing that you're grateful for. And then the next day, write something else. And then the next day, write something else. Keep a gratitude list. And keep it growing. And keep it developing. That's one thing. Here's the other thing that I, w- I would encourage you to do. Is I would encourage you to write down your dreams write down your dreams i was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about what are what are some of the life lessons you think that we will learn from covid-19 and i do want to encourage you with this too is don't let covid-19 end and you stay the same let's be different let's let's grow from this experience maybe from COVID-19 maybe what you will learn is what really does matter you know we've been so busy before COVID-19 we were so busy we were so inundated with our schedules and now all of a sudden we're in this place and and we realize what is it that really matters well one thing is my family and I've had time to spend with my family more than I've had in a long time and for some of you, maybe it's like a little bit too much time <laughs> with my family. I like a little bit less. No, but, but seriously, maybe from this we begin to realize that family is what really, what really matters. Maybe from this you, you can learn that, you know, I, I've been pursuing so many things. I've lost sight of myself. You know what else I've lost sight of? I lost sight of my dreams. I was so busy navigating life and doing this and getting tasks done and bouncing from here to there that I forgot my dreams. So maybe that's one of the things that you could do too. Is kind of sit down and reacquaint yourself. With your dreams. Who did you dream to be? How did you dream to make a difference? Go back. And then maybe after COVID-19 is done, maybe you can orchestrate your life in such a way to where now I'm going to move in the direction of my dreams. I'm going to write that song. I'm going to write that book. I'm gonna learn that instrument. Whatever your dream was, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna to begin to volunteer. I'm gonna invest in kids. I'm gonna help the elderly. I'm gonna, seeing what's happened with COVID-19, what it's reminded me of is, you know what? I had a dream of just making a difference and helping people. And so maybe with this, I, I, I could do that once again. I can be, become reacquainted with just leaving an imprint on this world and making this world a better place. What's your dream? Go back. Rediscover it. And begin to change your life so that you can live it out. Don't waste another moment and let your dream pass away. No. Let's make our dreams come alive. Perspective. Perspective is everything. And then persevere. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 it says, "Therefore it says God in his mercy has given us this new way. We never give up." It goes on to say in verses 8 through 10 we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but we never abandoned, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed through suffering. Our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. I am not defeated. I am not defeated. As long as I am breathing, as long as I have my faculties, I am not defeated. And so I want to encourage you to have that same mindset as well, that that I won't. I am not going to give up. I'm going to persevere through this thing. I'm going to fight through this thing. I'm going to come out on the other side of it. We will overcome. We will overcome. And so hold on to that belief in yourself. And then not only that, hold on to this belief that God, you're going to carry me through this, that God with your support, God with your guidance, God with your aid, God with your mercy, God with your grace, God with your tenderness, God with you, I will make it through this. I will make it through this. You know, there are other passages, you know, in Psalm 30, it says, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning time. And it is true. You know, right now, and I'm recording this, I'm in the sanctuary and it's raining outside and the sanctuary is darker than normal. And I think one of the reasons why is because there's clouds and that's one of the things that happens with clouds is there is the darkness. That comes before the storm, right? Because what the clouds do is the clouds mask the sun. But the truth is we can focus on the clouds or we can remember the one simple truth. That the sun is still there. Although I may not see it, the sun is still there. So it's kind of that same way with perseverance. Let's keep pressing on because God is still there. Whether we see him or not, whether we feel him or not, whether we acknowledge him or not, whether we trust him or not, God is still there. He's still there. So let's persevere. Let's press through. And, and maybe even do this, because I, I think that this is real faith. Real faith says, God, I, I, I'm going to move forward, even when it's not clear, even when I don't understand it. God, I, I want to give up right now but I'm gonna press forward. God, I don't even know if I trust you through this, but I'm gonna press forward. I'm not gonna give up. That kind of mindset, that's the one that presses us forward. That's real faith, my friends. It's easy for me to have faith when my lights are on, right? (laughs) It's easy for me to have faith when I'm in the grocery store, when I'm at Trader Joe's and I'm putting my favorite salsa <laughs> into the basket. It's, it's easy for me to have faith then. But can I have faith when I open my pantry and I just see that there are three or four cans that are left? Can I have faith then? And, and one of the things that we talked about, remember I, I was talking about this, this conversation I was having with someone, and I was talking about life lessons that we can learn from this, and, and again, one of the things that we have said is if, and I think I may have talked about this in the previous podcast, that maybe what we're learning from COVID 19 is this. If God, if it's, if you're all that I have, that's enough. If you're all that I have, that's enough. And so, God, you'll, you'll take care of everything else. I'm going to trust you with that. If we have that mindset, if we are able to remember powerful stories, keep the right perspective, and just persevere and continue to press on, we can get through this. And one of the things that I talked about on Sunday that allows us to continue to press on is a reminder of our eternal destiny. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Basically, what this is saying is that my eternal destiny has been secured. So so if you've chosen to believe in Jesus, if you've chosen to say, you know what, Jesus, I look at my life and I've made some mistakes in my life. I have some regrets in me but Jesus I know that you now stand and you have forgiven me and because of your forgiveness God I I I make the commitment to now live the rest of my days for you I mean I get what that means it's a learning process but God I'm committed to living the rest of my days for you thank you for what you did on the cross for me Thank you for what your resurrection declares for me. And so God, from this point forward, I'm living for you. I'm living for you. If that's the commitment that we make, here's the most important thing to learn about life. Is there is nothing that life can throw at you. There is no beat down that life Can give you. There is no sickness that can come into our lives. There is nothing in all of existence that can change our eternal destiny and that includes us. So the key to being able to keep hope alive is by looking at life from an eternal perspective that, God, you, are grounded in, you have grounded me in you. And God, you have given me life. And if you can do that, if we can do that, if, if we can just hold on to that, then again, we can get through this. And here's the truth, is COVID-19 will pass, and another challenge will rise. Just, it's just a natural ebb and flow of life. Positivity comes in and goes. Negativity comes in and goes. Challenges come and go. It's a part of life, but we can navigate this in knowing that my eternal destiny, that no ebb and flow of life can ever change that. And so God, that's why I look for hopes, for stories of hope to keep me pressed on. That's why I have this vanished point, this perspective that is again, bigger than what my challenges are. That's why God, I continue to persevere and I continue to press forward. I think if we do that, we'll keep our hope alive and we'll get through this. We'll get through this. God, I I, I just want to take this moment right now to pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast. God, I know that there may be someone who is listening right now who really needs hope. And so, Father, I I do. I just pray that this podcast, that it has encouraged them. That they're able to recognize and see life from its proper perspective and just continue to be able to push forth. God, I, I thank you for your infinite grace. I thank you for your incredible mercy. God, I thank you because you have given us the fortitude to be able to make it through this. And so, Lord, I just pray again for those who are listening that they rediscover their hope and find their trust in you. In all these things we ask in your name. Amen. Well, again, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Again, just to remind you, that encounters about three things. Love up, love out, love in. Love up. We're committed to falling madly and passionately in love with God. Love out because we love him. That love is reflected in the way that we take care, in the way that we show love to others. And then love in, that we do take care of ourselves. We put ourselves in a position to be the healthiest that we can be so that we are able to love others and love God the way that he's called us and designed us to. Again, love up, love out, love in. Hey, this coming Sunday is Easter Sunday. So I hope that you are able to join us for our live stream broadcast this coming Sunday. Uh, We have several things that are happening. We're going to have a virtual Easter egg hunt for you to be able to be a part of. And then what we're doing with that is for the first 50 people that respond, we're going to send them a code where they can go pick up a free Redbox movie. For the two people that get it correct, the first two people that get it correct, uh, they're going to get $20 gift cards to Amazon. And then we're also thinking about doing one to Starbucks. But again, and there'll be e-cards that we'll, we'll send to you for you to be able to receive. Excited about that. But again, it's just a way. What we want to do is we just want to give back. We just want to uplift. That's why we do the mobile food bank. That's why we're doing these this fun thing with the Easter egg hunt. And we're trying to find ways to just bring some joy during COVID-19. But we, we as a church, we, we just want to give back. We, we just want to uplift. We just want to say thank you. And again, just express our gratitude. So again, thank you so much for taking this time to spend wherever it is that you spent with me this morning, this afternoon, this evening definitely appreciate you. We'll take care, God bless you, and we'll talk to you once again next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at EncounterCommunity.Church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at church, and you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation, to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving, and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.